save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 169. Talk about vibrational energy with Dr. Allison K. Dr. Allison J.K. is an award-winning number one international best-selling author, in addition to being a master mind-body energy medicine practitioner for more than 20 years. A world traveler who was also both a teacher and administrator within the international school system in Asia for 10 years, she intensively studied ancient practices that work with subtle energies and holistic health practices while there. Before, during, and currently, she facilitates outrageously rewarding energy medicine sessions for clients worldwide, which has earned her the nickname Lightning Bolt due to the voltage behind her vibrations that she then uses on behalf of her clients. And you're going to see an example of her lightning bolt as soon as the episode begins. Dr. Allison is the founder of the Vibrational Upgrade System, and her more than 20 years of experience includes working in and teaching yoga, meditation, energy medicine, mind-body fitness, longevity, and holistic health with a specialized focus on the chakra system. Friends, I know some of you are going to listen to this and think, oh, this is a woo episode. Let me skip it. But please do not do yourself that disservice. You're going to want to grab a cup of tea. You're going to want to sit down with Dr. K in your earbuds and soak up this episode. Friends, go grab your coffee, grab your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, this chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Guess what? It's time. The Wedding Summit Series is back. Over the past two years, over 10,000 wedding pros have joined the Wedding Summit Series events all about community, design, and client experience. But this time around, we're talking about marketing and advertising. Make more money with a winning marketing strategy, content that speaks to your ideal client, and advertising you actually see a return on. I am so excited for you to see my talk called The Method in the Message, How to Craft a Joyous Brand Message with Ease. It's going to help you easily write copy for your Instagram and your website that sounds like your best self and attracts only the best clients. Now remember, this summit is different. Summits and online events that tackle the entire scope of running a wedding business can only really scratch the surface of every topic, but the Wedding Summit series is different. It goes deep. We only focus on one topic at a time. We go deep to ensure that you leave having mastered the topic area and are ready to implement right away. So mark your calendar and join us February 20th to 22nd. That's right, only three days because we know you're busy. And grab your free ticket at www.reneedallow.com forward slash WSS. That's for Wedding Summit Series. reneedallow.com forward slash WSS. See you at the summit, friends. 
Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It's me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week, I am joined by the lovely and fabulous Dr. Allison. Dr. Allison, how are you today? I'm happy to be here with you and see what emerges during this meet. <laughs> <laughs> So we have to tell everyone what happened before before we started recording. So I think everyone knows I record from home now because of the lovely pandemic. And we have a dedicated computer just for podcast stuff. It's hardwired. It's like a thing, right? And like, I don't know, five minutes before we were set to start, uh, the lights dimmed in my house. And I just thought like, I looked at my husband and said, did you did you see that? And he's like, yeah, but like, we didn't think anything of it. It certainly didn't seem like something big enough to crash the computer. <laughs> And then when I sat down, I couldn't get the computer to start. So when I finally got on and hooked up with Dr. Allison, tell them what you told me. Okay, so what I told you was I frequently see when I'm getting ready to do a strong energy medicine clearing um, that the, now this is, just hang with me here with this verbiage until I get to explain it. Um, the frequencies, uh, Wi-Fi doesn't tend to hold. Uh, so there's been times when I've been facilitating group programs and the, I get dropped off the line as I'm just getting ready to deliver a powerful uh, upgrade to people. Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. Powerful. Yeah, I was over here freaking out and Dr. Allison was like, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be powerful. Renee and I have always uh, already connected and I can feel where we're going to be headed. So you guys just stay tuned. Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. So um, for those of my longtime listeners, uh, we'll recognize this episode as one that we can put under the umbrella of woo. But, you know, I embrace the woo here. I embrace the woo here. We are talking about vibrational upgrades today. And before you turn this episode off, <laughs> wedding planners, I need you to understand that, like, opening your mind to a new idea makes you a more well-rounded entrepreneur and human. So stick with us, friends. That's what I want to encourage you to do right off the bat. But Dr. Allison, tell us, tell us about vibrational upgrades. Tell us about your life's work. Yeah. <laughs> just you know, right. real quick. <laughs> yeah. So let me just address what you just said. I, I'm yeah. in um, Asia for 10 years studying subtle energy and consciousness. And when I was writing my dissertation for my PhD in my 10th year, sitting at a traditional tea house in Asia um, after work, because I was a classroom teacher at an international school and an administrator. And on the side, my side gig had already been by that point, And it was part of the reason why I was in Asia for like 15 years running energy medicine and holistic health and wellness sessions as my side gig. And over there, it was to expats and local uh, Taiwanese, Chinese. This included going to India, by the way, for my yoga teacher and meditation teacher training. Oh, uh, yeah. So I went to the source because and what led me there was uh, I was it's a long story I could get into. But the, the short of it is, is that I lived in California for a while. And synchronistically, as I was waiting to go for my master's, I got offered a gig as a political consultant to help get people elected, not only who would say yes to environmentally protective legislation, but who would write the legislation. So I, I hit uh, stride really quickly, moved up in the ladder really quickly, um, was quite successful. So they saw that and placed me in one of the most intense races. And I helped to get the first Latina woman elected to the California State Assembly. And she ultimately wrote uh, legislation that saved the last bit of green space in LA. Amazing. Yeah. And so then, thank you. And so then I get placed for the general elections in an even more intense race up in the Sierra Nevadas. 
And so the stress of the success caused me to um, look for a way to help myself. Um, I had entered, by the way, my bachelor's as a psych major and was disillusioned by the third semester with what they were not teaching me, which my question was, how do we be the happiest, most thriving versions of ourselves? Please show me. And I was taking yoga at that time as one of my electives. And then I took personal training um, as my second elective that freshman year. So you're going to hear in me a balance of using what I've come to understand about our consciousness and the subtle energy system app applied to living our best lives ever, which is, in fact, my radio show on Voice America for two and a half years, Create Your Best Life Ever. And that includes entrepreneurs. I have a six, multiple six-figure business successfully for over 12 years now. When I came back to the States, dropped my classroom teaching and admin career and took my side gig full-time. So I uh, help loads of entrepreneurs beef up their business when they just feel stagnant or blocked. In fact, I have, speaking of weddings, one of my students who got trained in Vibration Upgrade where my students come over to a really sacred, cool place in the UK and uh, for their trainings and up-leveling as vibration upgrade practitioners. She took, she's a photographer and is a photographer. And in fact, she came in to work with me in my signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, because she wasn't digging her career anymore. She was working in a corporation marketing and loved photography. And so I startled her out of her doldrums by saying, I get that you're <laughs> meant to be a photographer. And she's like, what? I don't want to start my own business. You're going to be great. And so it took a while for me to <laughs> work with that using the this, this stuff that I've learned. Um, and she has been having a thriving photography business ever since. And so one of the things that she learned how to do with me is she started to use in couples uh, for when she would do the engagement picks and it would bless their union in this most exquisite way. And she, in fact, was the only one I ever gave permission to to use these techniques outside of helping someone in a session. So I'm with you all. And I'll, I'll say this too. Um, when I got back, I was getting interviewed, like in my worst culture shock was coming back to our country. Uh, oh, um, yeah. You know, I'll, I, I traveled all over. I've lived all over the planet, including uh, and beyond that 10 years in Asia. And I'll never forget there's two things. One is I was at the toes of, I was balancing a client's central nervous system and she was updating me on her previous week. Uh, she was, had her own, wanted to start her own real estate business and leave the job she was working in that was boring her. And she had twins. She uh, and wanted to get a divorce, wanted to leave her husband. So we were doing all that together. I helped. Yeah. Do- just a little bit of stuff. Not just, you know, <laughs> minor. <laughs> yeah, you know, quick visit in woo woo land. Um, and she did all of that successfully to this day still. Um, and that was like about, that was like 2010. She was one of my earlier clients. And I'll never forget being at her toes during the second half of the central nervous system rebalancing to help her calm down, calm down her adrenals, take her out of stress mode. And she used the phrase, figure it out. And I sat there like having to, it was really wild, Renee and listeners. I was like having to lean I, I think I may have been leaning back because it was like I was going to the recesses of my mind remembering who I was when I would have used that phrase and getting contextualized in the mm-hmm. culture that I had been born and raised in that used that phrase figured out and be in the kind of mind that would need to figure something out because that's just not my gig yeah. uh, as you'll learn coming up so um, the second thing that happened was I was getting interviewed in about 2011 for uh, some mainstream radio station and the guy said to me, isn't this all just woo-woo? And I was startled. I was still in my culture shock, hadn't yet completely landed as an American. And I don't think I'll ever be the same again, frankly. But I am more Americanized nowadays after 12 years of being back. Yeah. He said to me, isn't this all just woo-woo? And I said to him, am I startling as I came out of it? 
because it had been so long since I had heard that kind of dismissal to understand sure. the metaphysical and understanding the invisible forces that underlie our physical world. You know, I just came from, this is what I said, I, I just came from living on the other side of the planet for a decade where they understand that the invisible actually holds more power than the physical. And I find it at this stage rather ignorant to just dismiss because of your cultural conditioning what over half of the rest of the world operates from. <laughs> what did he say? Silence. Uh, <laughs> and there's no response. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, what do you say? Because the truth is that what you're saying is, is true. And we're so conditioned as Americans. And to be fair, I know some of you are Canadian. We love the, I love my, all of my Canadian listeners, but it is true that, you know, we all think that we're, we got, we know what's going on over here, but we, we don't really, <laughs> we really don't. We're in a very limited capacity for Check a lot of things. Yeah, check it out, Renee. You asked about vibration upgrade systems. So underlying it, my mission, based on what you just said, is I came back after writing what had I thought was going to just be my dissertation. It became my first book, What If There's Nothing Wrong, like 300-something pages. I was taken in my research. And this is, let me just back up. This is also, I was revisiting psych because my school had asked me to teach the AP psych course. These were kids that had had their parents move to the States from Taiwan for their graduate work or their postgraduate work, and they had kids over there. They came back to Taiwan, and all the kids were at varying stages of Americanized or Westernized, and they were returning. We were gearing them with an American curriculum to return to American Ivy Leagues. So I was teaching AP Psych, and then I, before that, had created a course called Global Psychology, and so I was using half the text from the Dalai Lama's biannual summits where he would uh, meet with neurologists, scientists, psychologists, and explore the uh, parallels with meditation and th then produce text from those summits. So those were the half the text. The other half was college intro 101 psych to psych. And so I was revisiting stuff that was making a whole load of new sense after decades of meditating and teaching them meditation. I will never forget my college juniors, pardon me, my high school juniors, were like, oh my God, thank you, Miss Kay, for teaching me meditation. I don't know if I would have gotten through this process without it. So, I love that. Yeah, it was really rich. So why am I saying that? Because I, in understanding the, and looking at the conditioning and having been a meditation teacher and observing my thoughts and living in the contrast of not being able to read Chinese, but I could speak it conversationally. So I was somewhat unplugged from my contextualized backdrop in that way. So I was really able to play with how our perceptions create our reality. And I played with, for example, we get, I got stared at a whole lot as a blonde, blue-eyed woman and the kids, like everybody would stare at me. And, and so I was asked eventually to teach the uh, orientation to the new incoming foreign teachers, a lot of Americans, Canadians too. And, um, <laughs> and I used to actually lie and say I was Canadian when I would travel because it made it easier. Um, <laughs> I d I've done that. I've done that too. <laughs> I was traveling with some Canadians uh, on this uh, wedding trip to Colombia, and so everyone was from the Wedding Planning Institute of Canada. Shout out to everyone on that trip, and they just assumed I was Canadian because I was with them, and I was like, uh, "Yep." <laughs> those are my buddies. My my pals were South African and Canadians, and I used to um, get mistaken for Canadian. I always considered it a compliment. <laughs> me too. Every time I'm like, "Yep, I'll be Canadian." Thanks so much for adopting me. Thanks. Oh my God, thank you. Yes, I am. <laughs> Because they like look at your eyes as if they were looking at an item. It wasn't looking at you yeah. as a human. It was wild. <laughs> so I played with, okay, 
let me just uh, treat today in the staring as if, um, let me let go with my frustration and instead treat it as if I'm a rock star and that they're staring at me because I'm like a rock star. Nice. Yeah, it was. In my day, that was nice that when I would be in that perception. And then when I would then play with, okay, let me let the frustration um, and the overwhelm of that, of the staring be how I perceive the staring today. And then I'd have a crap day and things would go awry. And so what I'm saying is, is that I did not approach teaching over there and living over there in an unconscious way. And I made good use of it. And so after writing my dissertation and first book, I realized that, oh my God, man, if we in the West, particularly in America, just simply understood how consciousness works and how our subtle energy works, and we valued it, we would have so much less suffering and so much more thriving in our lives. And that was the question that I asked as a psych major that made me leave the major. How do we be the happiest, most thriving versions of ourselves? Yeah. So, yeah. Do you think we don't value it over here because we can't tangibly see it? And so that that's too much of a leap for us. So I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say a <laughs> lot of that. And this is um, surprised, surprisingly to me, although in retrospect, it's not really, I was going back to like the centuries of when the patriarchy took over and the church started mm -hmm. over. Yep. And it separated into church and state so that church covered invisible supernatural and science explained everything else. And um, our alchemists went underground. That was why. I, so it was a Saturday morning, right? I had been teaching. I had dropped what had been my, I was on the track to work as a political consultant in protecting the environment. After I, I finished that campaign season, I backpacked overseas for six months, came back to the States, got my master's in public admin and focused on public and environmental policy, graduated. As I graduated, got my first energy medicine modality. And then as I was doing the job hunt, I was like, okay, so how can I affect more change in the system, like a local EPA or federal or state or outside like an NGO? And so doors weren't opening and I knew enough to, okay, what's the, what are you trying to tell me? And what I got was, Allison, this is late nineties, the market isn't ready to change. If you want to affect change, the most effective way to do it is one consciousness at a time. So that's when I relied on my bachelor's, went into the classroom teaching English Lit, which was ultimately what I graduated with in creative writing. And so worked in the local public school system for two and a half years. And I was teaching meditation in Qigong, a colleague of mine, a guy and me, um, boys were just starting to get the ADD diagnoses. And so we formed a club to help work with that. And I never forget taking these boys outside. There are a few girls and walking by shrubs, standing in front of shrubs and trees and showing them how the invisible works. I did something with Qigong, um, which I also teach. And so they were, they were flabbergasted because it helped contextualize and put perspective to their thoughts and their thinking mind. And it really yeah. helped them. I literally just came back from San Francisco two days ago where I presented um, a little presentation on money mindset, right? And a lot of it, I talked about manifesting. And, you know, when I'm standing up there and I'm giving the th giving the presentation, there's always a fair amount of the room. And, you know, you can always tell when you're presenting. There's a fair amount of the room that's like on board and a fair amount of the room that's looking at you like, uh, come on now, because you're just telling me I can make money by thinking about it. Right. But then yesterday I got an email from someone who sat in that room who said, you're never going to believe this. But <laughs> after uh, listening to you yep. today, I checked I checked my mailbox and I got a check out of nowhere for five hundred dollars. And I'm like, see, and it's like I almost want to say to every I to everyone who doubts, right? Why why not just try? Because even just this anecdotal 
information that we all have, those of us who believe in this, it's like it's it is real, although we can't necessarily put our finger on it. Right. And so when you're st- like, of course, these children were affected by this work, like of like what a gift you gave them by by showing them this work, you know, so early in their lives. I wish I had known about this earlier in life. I would have had a completely different childhood. So that's what I wanted to say there. <laughs> Yeah, I'll touch upon that because it's so bloody relevant to what I'm up to. Again, my signature program is called Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, and it is yes. people in opening, doing the things on their system for them, as well as giving them the tools to be able to continue and perpetuate it afterwards. I get those anecdotes all the time. Um, how to manifest, how to work with the universal laws that are actually at work. It just seems like uh, beyond a matter of believing in it, it's like, I don't believe in gravity. It's a, it's a universal. <laughs> it's universal true. Law. Yeah. Nobody says that. Yeah. You know, so same and it works whether you believe in it or not. It's we're not in the days anymore where uh, if I believe in being able to heal this, I'll be able to heal this. I mean, that's just such old school. It's at yeah. work, you know, so what I was getting at before was, I mean, if you look at why I even moved to into the international school system, let me get back to that. So I'm teaching for two and a half years and a Saturday morning I'm, I'm doing, let me go this way instead. On a Saturday, I was uh, working with one of my clients in a session. My hands are over her belly and we're like four sessions into a package of 10 sessions. Both of us totally pleased, psyched, really happy about the results she was getting. So I looked up at the ceiling and I'm like, oh my God, how can I get even more robust results for my clients? This is great. And right at that same time, it may have even been the same Saturday, I was balancing my checkbook in the pre-digital banking era and horrified and not happy. And I was like feeling this sense. I was in my uh, mid twenties, maybe late twenties, and yeah, late twenties, and feeling this sense of, oh my God, man, I don't want to be in this cage for three decades of my life. Where's the adventure? Where's the fun? Where's the abundance I know of? This is crazy restriction and contraction, not acceptable. What else is possible here? And so a colleague within a month brought in the synchronicity. Hey, Allison, there's an international school system. I did what I had to do. Did the submitted the resume, got the flights, flew to where I needed to. We were in a hotel, international school heads from all over the world flew in, candidates from all over flew in, and we got interviewed in all these different hotel rooms, a very bizarre way to get job interviewed. And by the end of the weekend, I had a bunch of job offers all over the world, and I chose Asia because I understood that they're still operating from understanding consciousness and subtle energy today. Their healthcare, yeah. their societal um, agencies, their inner social interactions is still very much coming from the understanding and the acknowledgement of the invisible, subtle energy and consciousness, and that that's where our power resides. And so if you look at when you're trying to control a situation and make an outcome happen, make it happen. <laughs> and <laughs> Figure it out, as you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And take those steps and stick to those three to five strategy steps for your target on time. You hear all of that? twisting and contorting and pushing, if you knew about, yeah, man, you know, if you just allowed yourself to have investment in things being easier, as much as you do about things being something you have to push against out there, that there's this invisible force you have to fight against or push against or strive to overcome, to get to your target or goal. It's a whole nother stance that allows you to one, receive what you desire more easily, two, broadcast what you desire more easily, three, become more magnetic, four, move more invisible or 
subtle energy to manifest with more ease. If you just learn some of these things, and I did some of these things to the key <laughs> of your subtle energy system, and you would just see a balance between giving and receiving and more of a balance between I have to come up with it all and receiving support, whether it's you have a thought or a recognition, okay, my business needs, so this is an example. I was aware of something two years ago in my business that would help me a lot. Had the thought, next day, email comes in offering that, and it's totally added and contributed to my business. It is that easy once you've done enough work. I don't mean to say like as soon as you start doing this work, you listen to a YouTube video for five minutes, you're going to be able to do it. This is a growing process. And the more you purify your consciousness and the, what that means is just getting the back of the house consciousness at the subconscious mm -hmm. and unconscious level. Both of those prefixes mean not conscious and underconscious. Our conscious mind is only responsible for, I would say, the stats are 15%. I would say it's less than that. It's like 10, 5% from the tens of thousands of people I've worked with in this work over the decades. We're making our daily choices from, which means over 85%, I'm saying more like 90, 95% of what we're choosing on a daily basis comes from our subconscious and our unconscious, meaning we're not consciously making the choices of what we're doing day in and day out. Just well, like, and that, that also means sometimes we're choosing from our place of fear because we're unconsciously calling that up. Or our traumas, or our or, yeah. karma, or our conditioning, or our imprints from our parents, or mm -hmm. there's so much back there. So when I go to work doing the vibrational upgrade system that I've created, that's half the energy. I learned ultimately five energy medicine modalities, and the other half is my background as a yoga and yoga and meditation teacher. These two combine to clearing out the back of the house consciousness, so that more of it flushes to the prefrontal cortex or the conscious mind, which is all that you hear when you're meditating. If any of you have a meditation practice and you're observing your thoughts, you're only observing that conscious mind. You're not yeah. working with the subconscious and unconscious unless you have a long-term practice and every time you're 20 to 30 minutes, it's only then that the subconscious even begins to get flushed. So what I do actually answers the question of how do I get more robust results, even more robust results for my clients because it really speeds up the results of meditation and it speeds up the results of like sitting back and taking book in after book, doing a program about the law of attraction here, getting a workbook about the law of attraction over there, listening to a 10 minute YouTube video on the law of attraction or manifesting. I speed up the entire thing. And it's so fantastic because I love seeing people get into their creative power, recognizing that, hey man, I'm not a victim to anything. I'm not a victim yeah. to my own storylines, my own upbringing, my own gender, my own socioeconomic status growing up or anything outside of me. However real some of these, I'm gonna call them constrictions have been, whether mm -hmm. it's your socioeconomic status, et cetera. But right. you are not a victim to anything because you can, choose differently and the, how you do that is you made it easier for yourself instead of all of the mental intellectual memes we see on social media that tells you just do it or um, drop the control or surrender all of that's great but it's hard and it gets yeah. easier the more you get someone to help you who understands how this stuff works and you have it not just at the intellectual level but your whole body is actually shifted into a different energetic and your consciousness is more aware of the peripheral vision of what else is actually possible for me to choose now what else yeah. is what else would light me up right now 
Rather Talk than... a little bit about the subtle energies, because you've mentioned them a few times, and I'm not sure that my listeners know what that means. The easiest way, I think, to explain it is Tibetans, Tibetan Buddhists, and the Dalai Lama, in fact, talk about a spectrum. So think of it as a spectrum. One end of the spectrum is subtle energy. The entire extreme other end is physical stuff that's physical that you can point to and say, see, and you can prove that it exists. However, from the Tibetan Buddhist perspective, they refer to that physical stuff as crude. So it's subtle energy to crude energy and crude, not because it's rude, but because it's physically physical and unwieldy. So subtle energy is invisible and Got subtle, right? Yeah. And yeah. You know, what's fascinating. You'll appreciate this and it will help kind of tie it into your power surge that made your computer crash prior <laughs> to our being able to be together. It's really fascinating. And I'm going to say this one thing. Our minds typically interpret phenomena in our lives the exact opposite than the soul means or the universe means or the divine or however you construe or frame that. Meaning. Hmm. Say more. Yeah. It's it, Okay. So when somebody has been working with me for a while and more than likely they're either a client long-term or they're in my mastermind and they're training to become a vibrational upgrade practitioner, as they get more and more of the big, big shifts, like in the beginning, like they might, when they first start working with me in my signature program, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow, they may recognize that um, they have a block because their father um, didn't work steadily. He would, uh, he was a sales guy and he would work for patches of time. He'd come home with the money. Um, he'd make all the people in the household feel guilty and heavy um, because he was so burdened with the providing for them. And then he'd leave for another like three months and come back with more money. So then in their business life, they see everything as heavy. Their business is burdensome. So it, because of that unconscious conclusion and a bit of trauma that is at the subconscious, I had to flush that forward, meaning clear it bring their conscious awareness to it and then apply apply what I call applied mindfulness. Now that they've had the release from that automatic trigger that they were unconscious about that made them have the conclusion, business is hard. I am burdened. Every single task I have to do sucks. So mm -hmm. it being a heavy burdensome thing instead of light fun and growing easily. Um, yes. Yep. In this woman's shoulders, there's many examples like this, but one in particular, this woman's shoulders were always really um, up and her neck tight. And yeah, and, and shoulders. All of my wedding planners are laughing right now because that's our continual 100% always state. And also every time we say work doesn't have to be hard, every wedding planner listening is automatically triggered because they're like, of course it does. And it's like, it actually doesn't have to be hard to make money. We just think it has to be hard to make money for some of us because it feels like that's how we express value. Look how hard I'm working, right? But that yeah. isn't a real thing in the no. universe. No, it's not. And in fact, it's how, this, what I'm talking about is how you come out of that conditioning. Because who benefited from us thinking work is hard? but the people historically who have been at the top. Right. So if we're burdened, serious, heavy, nose to the grindstone, we're producing profit for them. Exactly. So it's been passed down and it's, it's absolutely up for clearing collectively now for everybody. So 
so this woman got the clearings um, on these, recognizing that because of the way, this is the elder daughter. I work with both sisters, actually. They had an assisted care living facility in Florida. And during the pandemic, I was able to do what I do and, and help them not have one single old person in there. Excuse me. I'm just going to say old person, elderly resident get sick with COVID. Not one person. And ne neither did these two get sick with COVID. That's amazing. In Florida, no, no doubt. I mean, in, in an assisted living facility. Yeah. Oh, it was, it's in the, wow. They could perceive the protection. And then when the different variants came out, I, I, I kind of up-leveled what I was doing and they were fine all the way through. But it was, you know, that's not an easy gig, man. They lived in the house with these people, separate from them, obviously. But it was, you know, they were having a hard time keeping and retaining staff. And um, it was heavy and burdensome. Oh, my God, imagine that, matching their beliefs about business, what their dad modeled. So what I did um, was what I do. And then eventually they're like, huh, I could do this shared housing thing where we're not having to care for elderly residents, where we're not having people cross over or die or pass away. Where we're not having to be serious and heavy all the time. I can help people who um, have some kind of housing crisis simply by providing room and I get paid and I help people. Oh, wow. How much lighter and easier and more fun would that be for me? And that's what they're doing now for business. I love it. Yeah. So it's so working in subtle energy. The more we, that we work at it, the shifts aren't as profound, aren't as tangible, so to speak, or palpable mm -hmm. or obvious. Like that's a pretty big shift. Like, oh my God, I get it. My dad was like that with business. So I get it. Yeah. And so then the more that they work with me, I'm getting to more and more subtle levels of their beliefs that are unconscious, the subconscious traumas, and I'm going to say it, past life stuff, karmic stuff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to help them allow, open up even more, allow themselves to receive more support, allow themselves to not, to continue to learn how to make new choices that makes it even easier for them instead of transferring the old beliefs in this new lighter, easier business so that they continue to make it hard and difficult. So it, it's not as profound, the shifts, like you can't point to them and say, oh my God, I really feel that as much the more and more we work together, but they have more and more power. So the yeah. more and more subtle is the more and more power that's contained within them, which is what I, an example of the mind interprets things, the exact opposite of what's actually meant. Right. Let me ask you a question, though, because you mentioned this earlier when you were talking about your own journey about, you know, getting on the plane, sort of you, you, you asked, you know, you kind of thought, I think I need this. And something came into your inbox and you're like, I'm on a plane. And for the example you gave of your clients, right, like they were they unlocked, they did the clear and they're like, oh, wait, we can do this new thing. I think some of people that I talk to, especially I know the wedding industry has taken such a hit the last couple of years, right? And yeah. I know that there are people listening to this episode right now who are wondering what is next for them, right? It might not be the wedding industry, right? It might be this next new chapter, but there's that moment between the aha and the action where I think fear yeah. kicks in. And like, yeah. what do you think about that moment? Like, what made you get on that plane? What made you, I guess, trust yourself or trust the universe to know that this was right? You know, you're asking, okay, it's just like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I spend more of my time focusing clearings and transmissions and, and, and coaching on this one topic. Okay, you have the guidance. What about following it? The follow through action that's needed. And it's the balance between the divine feminine and the divine masculine or the yin and the yang. Feminine yeah. is the intuitive receptivity and the masculine is the outward action. 
So we're coming into more balance now in the times that we're in in this planet as a way to have more success. And so the more that you continue to stick to the old, the more and more frustrated you're going to get, the more fluid you are with listening to your intuition and then stepping out and taking one action, the more success and ease you're going to have. And that includes, okay, make a choice, developing a choice musculature, because it is a muscle. Instead of making Mm -hmm. it, this is the most important decision of my life, I can't get it wrong. Stop putting that heavy weight on it and just make a choice and observe the outcome. Is this cool? Am I happy about this? Yes. Okay. Make more choices like that. Is this yeah. cool? Am I happy about this? No. Okay. Don't make cho- choices like that. So for me, I have quite frankly, I have cojones of steel. Um, <laughs> I really do. I'm different. You know, I was very much set up to do this work that I'm doing and I'm a thought leader yeah. in this shift that's happening. Uh, it, it's 2012 2032 is, this is a subtitle of my second of my four books. Uh, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss is the title. And my publisher, knowing what I'm up to, he said, you have to include as a subtitle, Easing Humanity's Evolutionary Transition. Because we are going through what is considered the most intense evolutionary leap ever from 2012 to 2032. And there are new tools and new skills needed. So that area of learning how, uh, following your guidance and having the courage to take that step into the new, just one of the aspects of the way the ego mind works, and this is the term in meditation and in Buddhism we use, ego means personality level self. So the part of your mind that's attached to your identity that everybody sees in the world. When you just know that the wiring of your ego mind, its job is to keep us safe. It's from old school jungles, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, do I run and go into flight or do I stay and fight? It's the adrenal cortex and the wiring for that flight or fight mechanism. And so it wants to keep us protected against the new. So your natural, inherent, triggered, automatic response is anytime something new comes up, ah, oh no, perceiving it as danger. Right. So you're not going to want to do the new thing. Now, I spend loads of time talking about this and clearing it more importantly and activating in people more and more courage increasingly. And as they see, okay, I followed my intuition. I took that one step. And oh my God, that was great. And, yeah. and they do it again and again and again. It's just like learning to play an instrument. It's practice. It's it's not like we make such a, the ego mind makes such a big deal out of change. And, and in mm-hmm. fact, it's, it's better to be a, a bamboo than an oak tree. Uh, agreed. <laughs> I also think, think too, there's a, some sort of, you know, obviously bias toward like immediate success, right? Like if I, if I take this action and I, you know, say I, I, I travel across the country to do that group interview and I don't immediately get a job offer, well, then it was a horrible failure. And it's like, that isn't actually the way things work. Like you have to, I love what you said about like, check in with yourself. How does it feel? Like not necessarily was the result 100% successful, but like, do I feel more like myself? Does this feel more like in alignment with what I really want for myself? That's a much more generative answer, I think, than the, did I make a million dollars? Is this an ultimately successful thing immediately? It's kind of like you're a runner and you're using cleats for a rugby player. You're not using the right tool. (laughs) Right. You know, I mean, the subtle energy it accumulates so that you have one shift from a clearing, you have another shift from an activation, you have another shift in awareness. Oh my God. And then you have an intuitive piece of guidance. It all builds and builds and builds. So like, for example, if somebody, I used to deal with so many health issues when I first came back and it just got too heavy and not fun for me. So I stopped doing it. 
Um, but I've done things like help people. I've wiped a brain tumor off of somebody's head. Um, and it was my mother. Wow. I, I have had, yeah, and the docs from India, ironically, said to me, whatever you're doing as he held the MRI results, keep doing it. It's a miracle. I have helped people with cancer um, not have it metastasize and shrink and be contained. And they just go and get it operated on and removed. And they don't even need morphine when they leave the hospital early, shocking the doctors and nurses. So the physical is the hardest and longest it takes of me powering the subtle energy at it. Whereas yeah. I can get to it when it's emotional or when it's mental, it's easier and quicker to shift. But that think of that spectrum. You know, I mean, so if your target is a million dollar lottery win and you don't even play the lottery, it's not going to manifest. If you take one yeah. step, another example, if you take one step and it doesn't turn out to have that physical, tangible result immediately, people are giving up all the time using the laws of manifesting in the LOA because they, they are using the wrong tool to look at the results. It, so you have to reattune, dial it down. I mean, you guys, the rest of the world has learned to live with IMAX and surround sound in the theaters, but those expectations yeah. are unrealistic. It's all sensationalism yeah. to get us in there. And it's been hyped up increasingly. Dial it back down because the power is actually not in what's loud and physical that you can point to, but it's actually what's inside of you. And one of the aspects we're learning is to stop taking for granted these invisible forces that help us to have oxygen, whether it's the earth or our bodies. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's been listening, who's like, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to start this journey. How do we start? I would say in all transparency and honesty, don't tool around on YouTube and think yeah. that <laughs> you do a 10 minute video that's going to get you there. Work with somebody who knows what they're doing. I know I'm one of them. Go to my website, vibrationalupgrade.com. Go to the chakra series. Just start there if you want to. There's self-assessment of every chakra, the typical blocks at the physical, mental, and emotional level. Do a self-assessment. There's free samples underneath of clearings a couple of minutes long of for that chakra. If you want, go to my shop um, and look at the products there. Choose like there's one that is uh, activate your prosperity vibration. Mm. When I came back from uh, Asia, I was giving workshops locally on like the spiritual path and, and health and well, holistic health and wellness and running clearings and activations for like different goddesses themed to like goddesses of abundance, blah, blah, blah. People in front of me were like not receiving very well. And I'm like, what's going on here? So I asked both some of them as well as my guidance. And it was because, I mean, I was tucked away in Asia. Part of what I succeeded in doing was increasing my net cash flow by 60% coming out of the local public school system and going into the international school system, 60% net cash. Wow. I was yeah. over there during the market crash. So I came back and I was completely unaffected from it. And then the people in front of me were totally affected by it. And they were worried about money. And they were in this almost paralysis that the collective had learned to go through from the market crash. And so I became unexpectedly, yeah. ridiculously proficient in money blocks and clearing them and understanding the, the most consistent, typical and stubborn blocks around having more money. And so it was my guidance showing me how to be even more helpful on planet earth now, not up in like some la la land meditating to connect with unconditional loving angels, 
but down here on planet Earth, in our bodies, having more thriving in our physical lives, our relationships, our finances, our businesses, our family life, so that it improves for all of us. And as this happens, we're also helping, by the way, the Earth. I don't talk about it a lot, but that is my underlying mission. If you look at how do I affect most change, work one conscious at a time. Nowadays, we're, each of us with a lighter heart is able to affect more people and help yes. lighten it up. So you can come in for the reason of wanting to build your business and get yourself more aligned with the success you're more likely to have nowadays. But as you lighten up from the heaviness, you're actually helping your neighbors without ever speaking to them possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, you do because, you know, community is very helpful. But if you don't, it's cool. You're still helping them. It's a different time on planet Earth now. There's so, these are intense times, but there's so much available. It's really auspicious. I agree. I also think, you know, I think we underestimate, I mean, this is going to sound very whatever, but I think we underestimate each other's vibe. Like I, I meet someone and I, I immediately get a vibe and I'm like, either, either I'm with it or I'm like, mm, not for me. Yeah. And if you are doing this work for yourself, I believe that your your vibes are just going to be better, that therefore you will meet and be attracted to and attracted by better better people who are more aligned with what you have going on in your life. And therefore, it's like, you know, that thing they say, you are the total of the five people you spend the most time with. Like yep. you, you can be the person that helps elevate all of those people's energies as well, just by doing the work yourself. You don't even have to do it directly. It's not like that American direct speak where, you know, you're, you're, we're pointing our fingers and saying you should. I noticed I'm in a, I, towards the ha- second half of this interview, I've gotten into more of a pleading tone, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I don't normally talk that way. But I guess mm-hmm. what's happening is I'm perceiving like the need to convince. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. A- well, I did. I- I did set you up in that way because I did say like, there are, there are some people who will listen, who will not be convinced. And that's, but I mean, for those who already are on board, (laughs) um, I want them all to go to your site because I think the chakra clearing and the fact that there is actionable stuff here, I think that's the part that appeals to the more practical nature of, of a wedding, a wedding planner or pro, right? Is that like, well, what do I do? Right? (laughs) Like I get, I get how to be, what can I do? And so you have that for them and that's wonderful. I want to actually say, for those of you who are a yes all the way through, and I haven't had to have that pleading tone, <laughs> and Renee, thank yeah. you, you did set me up for that, but I also know that my intuition is telling me um, halfway through, like my tone shifted, right? So it's telling mm-hmm. me what's happening to the listeners in real time when they're listening. So it wasn't just the setup you gave me. It was also, I- I've seen this happen on a few other interviews too, um, when I become aware of people that are going to be listening to it and and mm-hmm. and i'm uncomfortable in that pleading tone it's not my gig um everybody's you know awakening it's humanity spiritual awakening times that's the nickname for 2012 to 2032 so anyway you guys who are resonating and you feel the yes the magic manifestation of money flow program is the place to start if you want to get going quickly I mean, I mean quickly. I don't mean like your whole life is going to radically change. You're going to leave behind people you care about and you're going to separate from your spouse or your partner (laughs) and everything (laughs) tomorrow. But I do mean to get the results from your doing this stuff the quickest. I, I, it's just phenomenal. So that's under the work with me tab, under the programs tab, it's magic manifestation and money flow. Like if you're ready to have your life shift, don't go reading my books. Don't go to my YouTube channel. Don't go to my free Facebook group, Vibrational Upgrade. Go to my website, Vibrational Upgrade, to the work with me 
programs, magic manifestation and money flow. Don't dilly dally in the lower uh, entry level program, activate your magic because you're saying your finances aren't enough. Go into magic manifestation and money flow and invest in yourself because the shifts I've seen people get for their businesses. Like I had a woman come in who hadn't had a client, a new client in a, I don't even remember. It wasn't, it was up to six months. It wasn't beyond that. And in the first three weeks of working with me, she had had four to, it was four new clients. And then like, I think the second month of working with me, she had uh, more new clients. She had had the intentions. I have to get my website up to reach more people. Uh, She didn't, I told you, you don't even want to do that. Feel how you said that. You don't even want to get your website up. Mm -hmm. She recognized that, stopped focusing on the need to get the website up, and she had more people come in just from word of mouth referrals. I mean, this stuff just naturally. Amazing. Yeah. Take a a momentum of its own. It really is amazing. I mean, it just doesn't have to be as hard as your mind's telling you. It doesn't have to be so hard, y'all. Well, I'm going to link directly to um, the course. Like, we'll we'll have a link in the show notes directly, too, so you don't have to. I love that you said Dilly Dolly around because Dilly is the name of my late dog. (laughs) Anytime Ah. someone says Dilly Dolly, I'm like, that's my girl. That's my girl, Dilly. Ah, Um, I... I have a fun, a funzy, weird question for you that we might edit out if it makes if it makes me sound um, bananas. <laughs> when I used to live in New York City, when I was in my early twenties, I was a musical theater actress, and I was just starting to learn about manifestation, and you know all. All of this is like when the secret. Well, I think it was before the secret, but anyway, I was all tuned into that in my yoga classes and whatnot. And I used to joke with my friends that every time at night when it became, when it was nighttime out, every so often I'd be walking down certain streets in New York wasn't the same streets always. And the streetlights would go out when I walked past them. And I used to joke that it was my energy. There it is. Power, <laughs> power uh, failure. See? But that's real, right? So chi, uh, ki in Reiki, chi is in uh, qigong, uh, prana in yoga. It's called vital life force energy. It's electric and magnetic. That's what energy is composed of, electricity and magnetism. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> My friends would be like, you're not that powerful. I was like, no, I am, actually. <laughs> we, each are. we each are. That's the whole point of what I'm doing is recognize yeah. your power within. Stop looking outside of you for recognition of it. Work with it from within. And you're going to create a whole different physical reality. Mm. Dr. Allison, I could talk to you for like several more hours, but I know people's attention spans are not quite that long. Yeah, I could run too. Um, and I could talk to you a lot longer too, Renee. This is natural. I can see why, again, your power went out. Ah. Uh. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Dr. Allison, thank you so much for being here. Tell the people, I know we're going to link, but tell everyone just verbally where we can find you on Instagram and, and the internet and YouTube, all the good places. All right. So you need my full name for Amazon, for my books and on YouTube because there's other Allison K's, uh, Allison1LKAY, and then my middle initials J. So you're going to go Allison J K A Y. That's actually my website, as well as Vibrational Upgrade is my website. I'm on YouTube and Amazon and Facebook and Vibrational Upgrades, the free Facebook group. And yeah, I think that that's good enough for now. Great. Well, great. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom. I think this is an episode so useful for this time of year, especially when uh, I know in February is when that dip happens between like, I'm going to make a million resolutions to like, wait, what were those resolutions again? And you know, my listeners know I'm not huge on resolutions, but I am big on self-development. And this definitely is a useful practical for those of you who think otherwise <laughs> self-development. And so please check out Dr. Allison and all of her many, many, many resources. And thank you again for being here. Uh, it was a pleasure, Renee.
Thank you. Bye, everybody. You're Namaste. So, you're so welcome. Namaste. And my listeners, you know what I'm going to tell you. Thank you for spending your time with us. I know your time is the one thing you cannot make any more of. And so I never take it for granted that you spent it with us. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now, friends. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.